0: to her vantage and this way. We speak to women of influence and leadership. I've spoken to this young lady before, and uh, but on a different topic. But now ahead of Safer Sport Day on August 8th, I'm here with Serena Sudaraja, one of the four gymnasts who gave us a gold medal at the 1998 Commonwealth Games, who is on a mission to advocate for a safer sports environment in Malaysia. And Serena is also the founding principal of Serena Rhythmic Gymnastics Club, SRGC. Good morning, Serena. Good morning, Frida. So I know this is something uh, that we've been talking about, you know, for a long time. But why is this cause so personal uh, to you?
1: Um, well, first of all, thank you, Frida, for having me on BFM once again. Um, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to speak on Safe Spot. Why is this? Um course so personal to me because sports have shaped me. Um, I've been in sports for almost 28 years now. My experiences through rhythmic gymnastics are what made me who I am today. And I cannot imagine myself where I would be or what I would be doing without sports in my life. The necessary qualities and principles of sports have made me a stronger person and has helped me through difficult times. Um, It has also led me to realize my passion for coaching young girls at SRGC. But unfortunately, um, sports can also be a high risk environment uh, for misconduct. Um, including physical and sexual abuse. And these types of abuse, um, they have a long-term damaging effects um, on the child's physical and psychological uh, well-being. And being a victim of sexual harassment and abuse myself, um, I've experienced and fully understand the lasting impact um, associated to abuse. I grew up hating myself and thinking I caused it and I deserved it. Um, I didn't want it to happen to another child or an athlete, I want them to know that they're not on their own. Hmm. So um, this is why um, safe sport is very important.
0: Right. You know, we've been hearing of incidents of harassment, not only on a global scale, but here in Malaysia. Why do you think they've only come out on the surface now?
1: Frida, um, I believe the broadest societal uh, changes have influenced the safe sport movement worldwide, um, including the Me Too movement and the highly publicised cases of athletes' abuse. A prime example is the Larry Nassar case um, that shook the sports world to its core. Um, Former Team USA gymnastics doctor, uh, Larry Nassar, he was sentenced to um, 60 years in 2017 on child pornography charges. And in addition, uh, he was sentenced sentenced to 175 years in 2018 after pleading guilty to seven counts of criminal sexual uh, conduct. And at the sentencing, um, 156 victims, they spoke, recounting similar stories of how they went on um, to receive treatment for sports injuries only to be sexually assaulted and told it was a form of treatment. But. However, there are just too many silent sufferers. For every survivor who chooses to come forward, uh, many Mm. others do not, Frida. Many athletes, um, they stay silent for many reasons. They don't Mm. go public until years after the alleged um, abuse takes place. So many people listening to these victims, they wonder, if it was so bad, then why didn't you say something earlier? Or if it actually happened, um, you wouldn't have stayed silent for so long. But the Mm. truth is... um, that many people hide their abusive experiences from others, Um, it takes a lot of courage to come forward. Um, And it's one of the most difficult things for a survivor to do. And every survivor who continues to speak out is doing so at the cost of, um, having to relive the experience. I'll give an example. Um, a friend of mine, he's a former Malaysian swimmer, and he decided to come forward after 20 years claiming of being sexually assaulted as a minor athlete from the ages of 10 um, to 17. And among the experiences he had to relive uh, were the frequent forced oral sex on a mm. senior official and being on the receiving end as well. So he said to me that it was traumatic to relive those harrowing uh, moments once again
0: when he had to relate it to uh, the police. Right. Right. And, and you know, you're, you're, like you were saying, right, people say, why can't you tell you early? But you see, there's a lot of, uh, and this is my perspective, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's like this person of authority, right, I'm afraid to tell my parents. And they're children, basically they're children, and you just don't know how to speak out as, as a child. And even as an adult, sometimes you're afraid when you've been harassed.
1: Exactly, because the fear of retaliation as well. Hmm.
0: Okay. So, and there's a bigger community, right? I mean, there's, you talk about, you know, like you, you want to participate in sports, you want to get to the national level, you want to get to a global level. So you've got all these things that you think are at stake if I speak up.
1: Right. Being dropped from the team or being cut from funding. Um, that's, you know, the few reasons why athletes are afraid to speak up.
0: Right, so all these things that people don't don't know and are not aware of, there are all these other repercussions as well. Now, um, do you have any statistics? No, we hear these stories, but you know, I don't know if there are any statistics around this, or you know, we just sort of like make sure that we make sure that sports is a safe environment
1: in Malaysia. Um, in two thousand seventeen, um, our youth and sports minister they conducted. Um, a sexual harassment uh, committee, hmm. um, a task force, sorry. Hmm. So um, these findings, uh, they remain unpublished. And uh, also uh, two months ago, um, the Ministry of Youth and Sports have also uh, conducted a similar survey to understand uh, what is the prevalence of um, of sexual ab- harassment and abuse among our current athletes and also mm. former. Um, right. Also, these uh, findings they still remain un- uh, unpublished. So mm-hmm. they um, so these facts and figures are very difficult to um, find out, especially in Malaysia.
0: Right. Okay. Now you know in Malaysia the anti sexual harassment bill has been passed. Isn't that enough?
1: So in Malaysia, there are no comprehensive uh, protective laws in sports, um, leaving our athletes vulnerable to sexual harassment and abuse. And the implication of not having a law to deal with these specific crimes is that these crimes carry on with uh, impunity. When coaches are found to have abused athletes, there are no consistent standards for sanctions across sports. So many coaches tied to abuse are still coaching today. The current system of um, weak enforcement and uh, inconsequential sanctions must change, because in some extreme cases, that system has allowed um, alleged serial abusers, some of which are accusations of abuse that do not produce convictions, to return to their sports. So relevant sports authorities and governing bodies, including their board members and executives, should be held accountable for these failures. And without substantive uh, consequences, everyone in sports will not change their behavior and continue to resist um, any efforts uh, towards fostering a safe sporting environment for all. So the Malaysia Safe Sport Act um, seeks to address the problem of sexual abuse of minor and amateur athletes in sport. And this law, which um, enacted in the US, has been proven to be effective and already had a major impact on um, athlete safety since its formation in 2017. Um, So a few things about the act is There'll be new measures to improve um, sports organization accountability, um, better governance practices within the organizations, and increase athlete representation in the sports system. So the Safe Sports Center, charged under the Act, uh, provides a safe and independent place for victims and witnesses to of abuse to report incidents. Um, The fact that sexual harassment can be perpetrated by coaches. Other athletes or other parties involved in training and supporting athletes, it is important to establish um, clear guidelines about their roles, their responsibilities, and uh, appropriate relationship boundaries. So that's when the Safe Spot Code um, comes in. The code is a group of specific policies that collectively uh, promote a safe spot environment by communicating um, expected standards of behavior. So as you can see, Freda, um, the proposed Safe Sport Act um, is a separate entity and it's a positive step forward for the entire Malaysian sports uh, system and with the ultimate goal of protecting our athletes from abuse and misconduct.
0: Right. And I want to talk a little bit more about that, this code, uh, possibly some scenarios. And in just a moment, I'm here with uh, Serena Sundararaja uh, talking about Safer Sport Day. Stay tuned to Her Vantage, BFM 89.9. Buggy Free Minum, BFM 89.9. The Business Station. this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership, Serena Raja here. Uh, she's from the Serena Rhythmic Gymnastics Club, but she's talking about the Safer Sport Day, uh, which is on August 8th. Now, the you know, you were talking earlier on about the code of conduct, right? And when you talk about the code of conduct, it not only safeguards athletes, but also coaches in the whole sporting community, right? Um, because it's, it's sometimes, you know, you the, the coaches don't want to be wrongly accused as well. But so long as we have code of conduct, it protects everyone. Can you give examples or scenarios where it safeguards everyone?
1: So another painful revelation um, was reported recently um, involving a minor athlete and a coach. Hmm. So this martial arts instructor, he has claimed trial um, at the sexual crime court against children on 10 counts on sexually assaulting an underage student under his um, tutelage earlier this year. Hmm. So he um, allegedly committed offences on a 13 year old girl by touching parts of her body for sexual purposes at a house in Slangor, And a conviction under the act uh, carries a maximum jail term of 20 years and whipping for each charge. Um, But to prove conviction um, for this kind of cases um, can be difficult. Could we have prevented it? Yes. So one of the most effective ways to reduce the risk that your child will be a victim of sexual harassment or abuse is to set boundaries, Frida. The responsibility mm. is always with the adult to establish and maintain appropriate boundaries during all activities and interactions with children, including electric communication. Because mm. it can be difficult to respond to a situation where you notice a coach and athlete relationship that appears to be inappropriate because mm. there's no comprehensive um, a, a code of conduct for appropriate behaviors and language to engage with athletes that represents best practices in sporting activities so to create boundaries and consistency um, safe Sport malaysia has urged the ministry of youth and sports to develop a national code of conduct to prevent situations where misconduct in sports can go unnoticed
0: Right. Okay. Can you give me an example? For example, uh, say uh, you know when the the coach should always you can't travel with the coach alone. That kind of thing. You know what what sort of things should we be looking at?
1: So we should be looking at um, travel consent. Mm. So when an athlete and a coach is traveling um, abroad for training or a competition, then there should be consent um, by their parents if it's. Uh, if it includes a minor athlete and also um, hotel accommodation. I've heard so many stories, Frida, whereby uh, female athletes are uh, arranged to be sleeping together in the same room with a male coach. So Mm. this kind of things um, can be prevented if we had um, a safe spot conduct um, in the first place.
0: Mm. Okay, and even like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Checks and all that. That some somebody should be present. So sometimes we just take it for granted. We say, ah, the coach is good friends with, you know, they're really mm-hmm. good friends with the with the athlete, and so. But these are the things, because um, you also don't want the coach to be wrongly accused as well, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, so the act uh, does not only protect the athletes, um, but also Mm. the coaches, administrators, um, Mm. parents. So this act is a comprehensive um, legislation that protects um, everyone in the sporting community.
0: Mm. Okay, so you talk about the Code of Conduct, right? Is is it a long list?
1: It is a long list, uh, but I'm happy to say that um, yesterday, the Ministry of Youth and Sports, um, they've conducted a workshop um, to develop the safe spot code and they have, um, brought in many stakeholders. And, uh, I'm happy to say that we are moving on the right direction to have the safe spot code, um, before the act.
0: Um,
1: so in the code of conduct, um, The the Safe Sport Act will strengthen oversight functions and ensure all sports organizations adopt and adhere to this um, standard safeguarding policy. So the code is um, a key standard um, governing athlete safety rules and practices for the Malaysia Olympic and Paralympic committees, national governing bodies, and adult participants um, under their purview. So in the code, it defines uh, prohibited categories of abuse and misconduct, including but not limited to one-on-one adult and minor interactions in uh, varied settings and and circumstances. Um, They also set out standard and expectation of behaviour for everyone involved. Um, That includes athletes, parents, coaches, administrators, staff, volunteers, and even spectators. So this Mm -hmm. code of conduct... And policies are intended to provide a minimum basis of required standards, placing special responsibility upon coaches and any adult with authority over a minor athlete's training and competitive um, activities. So this may include um, added standards specific to each sport.
0: Right. You know, I understand you you hope that this will be tabled as an act. How soon do you hope to get this happening? And what kind of support are you hoping to garner uh, and from whom?
1: Frida, while we have known that abuse has existed in sport Uh, for some time, we simply did not know how pervasive um, it was until recently. Uh, Many athletes have come forward with allegations of sexual harassment and abuse. So I'll give you a few examples of the realities of abuse in Malaysia. In September 2017, a Malaysian coach and former world champion was accused of raping a national diver. October 2017, a volunteer wheelchair tennis coach um, t- attached with the national team was jailed for sodomizing underage ball boys. Um, October 2021, national diver Pandalila Rinong, um, she revealed that she was once uh, bullied by a former coach after speaking out against his uh, lew jokes. Uh, November 2021, Former national bowler, uh, told Afifa, she took to their social media with a cryptic suggestion that she was um, she had also fallen victim to sexual harassment. January 2022, um, I came out of the news um, stating that I also experienced sexual harassment as 14 years uh, old. Um, twenty uh, January 2022, former national swimmer was forced to perform oral sex on his coach as uh, 10 years old. Um, March 20. 20- 22, um, sports official, Tan Gechiu, um, she faced a retaliation for participating in a complaint process in response to protecting a minor athlete that was uh, sexually abused. And finally, uh, May 2022, former National Wushu um, athlete claims trial to 10 counts of sexual assault of a minor. So this story is the implication that such... Um, conduct may be systemic across national governing bodies, it does raise a serious concern about the extent to which the Malaysian sports authorities perceive and are acting upon the obligation to protect our athletes. So safe sport is a long overdue reform Um Uh, Frida, and it's a requirement to protect athletes in their respective organization. So, the Safe Sport Act is fully able to protect our athletes, um, not only uh, from safety, but also empowerment and welfare. And I'm happy to say that the Minister of Youth and Sports, um, YB Faisal Azumo, he had recently pledged his commitment to tabling the bill by December.
0: Right. Okay, That's, that's good news. Do you know how many countries have made it a law?
1: So far only the United States so if Malaysia is successful in tabling the act then we'll be the second country in the world um, to do so.
0: Right okay so uh, and I guess the first in in Asia right now for those that are not in the sporting community right and how is this important?
1: Safe Sport is for everyone. Um, The Safe Sport Act has the potential to affect not only um, national governing bodies, but also impact um, grassroots clubs, including my gymnastics club, public and private schools and uh, universities. So the act now, um, it expands the list of individuals required to report child sexual abuse. So now it is any adult who is authorised to interact with youth athletes, uh, will be required to report allegations of abuse to the relevant law enforcement agencies within 24 hours so that investigations may take place and appropriate action can be taken against the perpetrator. So now, with the legislation, um, passive attitudes, non-intervention, denial and or silence by people in positions of power and lack of action by, uh, from bystanders are no longer legally and socially acceptable. So this law also um, further mandates that all athletes and any individuals authorized to interact with minor and adult athletes, including parents and volunteers, to complete the safe spot abuse awareness and prevention training. So, therefore, a national adoption and uh, understanding of safe spot principles must be a high priority in every sport at every level, including schools. Hmm. So I would suggest, you know, empowering yourself with knowledge and awareness related to um, safe sport, including how to recognize and respond
0: to predatory behaviors. Right. Okay. And here's hoping, uh, you know, how can the public at large support this? I mean, is it just sort of like read up on it, understand more about it, talk about it? Is that the, the, the way forward?
1: Frida, we want a system that works a safe and accessible system where the well-being of athletes is just as important as their performance. So building a safer sports culture where everyone can thrive is a shared responsibility. No one can do it alone. And it is our collective responsibility to support it and make every, every effort to make sure it succeeds. So safe sport is not just an issue for the sports authorities and leaders. It's also an issue for the sports organizations, media and society uh, in general. So I would like to see a lot more productivity in our leadership and community for them to start communicating why Safe spot matters because that's what changes the culture around us. Um, I'm also very grateful to the media um, who have been working very hard to keep stories of SafeSpot in the news. Um, um, we are grateful to the Vibes, NSC, 2213, Melissa Kini, Bernama, BFM and Astro in helping to attract and nurture a loyal audience um, for safe sport.
0: Right. All the best and hope uh, this gets passed uh, in December this year. I was speaking to Serena Sundararaja ahead of a safer sport day on August 8th. You have been listening to her Vantage, BFM 89.9.